This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. So, core values. Oh my God, how important they are in a company. They're deeply ingrained principles that guide all of a company's actions. They're an extremely integral part of your culture, and they serve as your culture cornerstone. And they should never or ever be compromised, either for convenience or short-term personal or economic gain. Hi, everybody. Carm Capriato. We are talking about core values today. Good to have you here on the Town Hall Academy. You know, your learning curve never, ever sounded so good. We did episodes on core values almost ongoing with the podcast. And it was about April of this past year, we did one with Clint White. And ironically, and I'm always honored to hang out with some great shop mastermind groups, we were talking about or they were talking about culture. And so I'm almost inside of a town hall academy, you know, just listening to all this. And I says, can you all come out? And so we've got Aaron Woods from uh, Extra Mile Auto Care, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Hey, Aaron. Hey, great to be back on there, Carm. Excited to uh, talk about today's uh, information. I'm glad you're here. And a, and a new coach with the Institute. Glad to hear about that. That's really neat. It's an exciting journey. Yeah, I bet you it is. Judy Zimmerman-Walters from Zimmerman's Automotive Tire Pros, Mechanicsburg, PA. Hi, Judy. Hi, Carm. Good to be back. So we were going through all of this and I said, you know what? I think the audience is due an update on core values. So here's the deal. If you've got them, then great. Uh, Do you visit them often? Are they a key component to all of the reviews that you do and all of the great coaching, catching them doing things right, catching them doing things not right? We want to give a high five to our great, great sponsors. You know, deliver cars to clients faster so they get their wheels sooner and you save valuable time at the front counter. With remote payments, you also get your money sooner without having to chase down your debts. It's just another reason to get Shopware.com and trust in the aftermarket supplier that makes the parts cars were born with. With over 100 years of OE heritage, Delphi Technologies, quality parts. Their quality parts gives you peace of mind. The parts the cars are born with. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. So core values, everyone. Aaron, big time. What are core values and why do we need them? I think that starts with half of the word. It's it's core. It is not what we do. Core values are who we are at our very inner core. And I think that is the absolute foundation of any business out there starts with core values. And as we know, a house that is built upon sand will oftentimes crumble. And so a core value provides that concrete foundation for us to be able to build people and and build companies. You know, one of the things that I need to get across to anyone who doesn't have a core value set is when you see things that are going wrong inside the company. Say say you don't have core values and, and things just get a little shaky, shaky ground, a couple of days in a row, upside customers, a couple of days in a row, comeback issues, a couple of days in a row, pricing problems, a couple of days in a row, things happen. When you think about, well, what was it that happened and why? You could look at if we only had and always believed in integrity, we talk about it, but we've never really, we never in your particular case, taken the brick, found the right cement and placed it in the foundation of our company and say, that's what we continue to see, integrity. Now, we want to talk about in a little bit what to do on how to get your team together. 
to help build your core values. But in your heart, Mr. Shop Owner, it's not for you to make. It's for your you and your team to create. And once new people come in and they recognize your core values, the rest of your team is going to help them ingrain in them. Judy, I know that you've done a lot of work on your core values. I know that uh, you have, uh, Judy was saying that she's got these hubcaps, right? Or are they wheels, Judy, with with your- They're actually hubcaps. Hubcaps with integrity words, you know, inside the business. Of course, we have seen uh, flyers, people put their flyers up, but it is the constitution, I believe, that you base and run your business out of, Judy. Yes, it is. It's kind of our basis. It's who we are. I love what Aaron says. It's us right at the core. Um, helps you to know who you are, what you are. You do things better when you know where you start, stand and where you're starting from. That's a big thing with core values is you get it and know where you're starting from. Talk to me, Aaron, about the whole accountability side of this. I've recently done some episodes with actually uh, Dr. David Wyman. The episode will be coming out shortly. And the episode was about how to handle criticism. And we were talking about the the sandwich discussion. Hey, you did this good. You did this bad. You did this good. And he just doesn't believe in anything like that, that that should be the way you would handle finding somebody. But when I have visited great companies in the past, they're always leading and managing and assessing everything that they do on their core values. And I found fascinating high culture companies. I love the fact that you're infusing culture with core values because I feel like that is two things that that have to go hand in hand when establishing core values is establishing your culture. The best thing that I give an example of, of core values is it's like as a company, we have a boat, right? Or like a rowboat. And everybody that is sitting inside of this rowboat is is rowing. But what we oftentimes see is that not everybody sitting in the rowboat that is performing the action of rowing is rowing at the same speed and in the same direction as other people in the boat. And so what I feel like is core values gives that navigational beacon for everybody to be rowing in the same direction at the same speed. And I think that that, again, it it starts with that fundamental core values, but then to touch base on your, your accountability, how do we know how to measure accountability unless we know what to measure it against? And what better thing to measure accountability against than the very core principles in which your company is founded? There's the soundbite for the episode. We can quit right now. <laughs> I love it. Very, very well said. I look at trying to set up for our listener what core values are. And, and for so many companies, they're just a single word. They're a bunch of single words. And I remember someone telling me a really cool story on how their team pulled their core values together. And they had a whiteboard on the exit door of the shop when any, everyone would go home. Say they went home on the back door and they say every night for the next two weeks, we want you to write down a core value, a single word that describes who we are, who you are, the job that we do for our customers. And they had a ton of words. And then they got the team together and they started to, if you will, vote or assess or discuss those words. And then you can end up coming back with the words honesty, integrity, wisdom, loyalty, respect, charity, kindness, whatever those words are that were affecting the person of the day, develop those core values for the business. So we not only want to talk about stuff on this show, we want to tell you how to do stuff too, right? I know, Aaron, you're into the big how to get this thing done. 
Give me an idea of how you would recommend to a company to start developing their core values. I love the idea of the whiteboard. For our situation, um, we polled our team, but it just seemed like nobody really wanted to knew what we really wanted. And after a while, you just start, you know, just name some words that make, that described who you would, who you think the company is. And it just kept coming back. The first one was always teamwork. It just kept coming back and coming back to teamwork. And after that, it went to, integrity and innovation and just some other things. But to make core values isn't just one person sitting at their desk writing them. It has to be a group. And that's kind of had where we had to start with core values right there. Judy's core values and teamwork, integrity, innovation, ethically, and dedication and hard work. And each of those are described below. For example, teamwork stronger when we work together and integrity, honest and trustworthy in all we do. So not only did they come up with the word, they described what that action is. Now, Aaron, and again, to your point, it's not what we do, it's who we are. How do we start to develop this if we don't have them? To elaborate further on the the difference between what we do and who we are, I think to me is implementation. So many shops that I talk to that have core values, they have the core values, but they're not implementing the core values. And to me, if, if we're not making this a priority on a, on a daily basis to implement and to infuse core values into our daily culture, then I think that almost kind of defeats the purpose of having core values. You know, I think that it starts with implementation. And one of the things that, that we do is we have our weekly staff meetings and we have a, a, a bucket that we have, you can fill out a form and it, you nominate somebody that is that you saw during that week that performed something that aligns with our core values. And then we put it in that bucket. And then at our Monday morning staff meeting, my general manager pulls a name out of that bucket and they win a gift card. So I think it, it starts with how do we take our core values from being something that we do, being it's just in the handbook or it's written somewhere or and make it into who we are by to me that's instilling that you know that value into each individual that is performing the daily actions of the company by the way the title of this episode is values know them live them it's perfect with what you just said catch somebody doing something right that is a core value of ours recognize them pull out the card give them a gift card but you also have a, a little trick, if you will, a little hook in that contest. The individual who wins, because I know this, you explained this the other day, the individual who wins has to have a card in there that he nominated some or he or she nominated someone else. I think that's great. We're going to reach our, our hand into this bucket. And so, you know, in theory, there should be, you know, 10 to or more of these core value slips that are in the bucket. So it should be a very transparent thing, but I definitely agree. It's about making these part of our daily routine because why? It's who we are. It's not what we do. You know, Judy, I found that to be a, a cool idea and I love your, your values and one of them is innovation. And today, what we do in our company, we have to innovate all the time. You know, we're creating methods and ways and possibilities and we're researching stuff in order to be efficient and very productive and make happy customers out of it. I can, I can imagine in the, in the innovation world how many tickets would, could go into the bucket because of people's creativity. When we were doing our core values, one of the things is innovation. Somebody told us that that's 
seems like a strange word, but for us, it means that you're willing to see change or be willing to adjust and adapt and be willing to make suggestions that would bring change perhaps. But then it's also being willing to listen to others say, well, this is the way I see change and not always get upset because your change didn't happen or doesn't happen. And when you find someone doing things right and a peer nominates them, that's really great. But as the leader, to me, the most exciting thing of being a leader to catch someone doing something so right by living our core values, it just it's like putting water and fertilizer on a plant and the whole crop grows. Now, conversely, Aaron, you can also catch him not living in that word of teamwork as an example, if that's a core value. If teamwork isn't happening in this particular moment, this this day, then we need to actually have a come to Aaron meeting. And it doesn't have to be a bad, oh, Aaron wants to talk to you. No, hey guys, we, we, uh, we disappointed ourselves today. Or, or you disappointed your team because you weren't living team and you were trying to carry the, the weight of the whole world on your shoulders for the whole damn day. And Come on, man. We didn't pick teamwork as a core value if we weren't going to live it. I agree 100%. One of our core values is facilitate an exceptional customer experience. One of the things I did yesterday before I left the shop is I, I walked up to each one of uh, our staff members and I had them you know, list a core value. And then I asked them how they were going to facilitate that. And uh, I loved that my service advisors both independently said facilitate an exceptional customer experience. Yes, there there is a positive and a negative to align with there. And I think that for us, we want to get away from the stereotype of a review being a thing that is like dreaded. I attended a, a group meeting one time and they and they mentioned the word quarterly conversations. And I, I really loved this and I we mm-hmm. kind of ran with this at our shop. But each quarter we have quarterly conversations with each one of our staff members. And one of the first section that they do and that we do as leaders in the leadership team is we each grade each other on the core value alignment. And I think that is something that it creates and cultivates this constant conversation about how well do you fit or not fit our core value alignment, as well as lets that team member know it makes it tangible, right? It, you have to score a this score or above to continue to be a part of the team for your core value alignment. And it gives them that line of you're either, as the EOS would say it, above the line or below the line. You can't do EOS without having core values. Am I right, guys? Yes. I, I'm not right. sure you can do much in business without yeah. having core values, but yes. Hey, stop guessing and get working on the next car or the opportunity to buy a second shop. Now, once you can see through the fog of numbers coming at you all day, you use less brain power to make better decisions. Start with reading the gauges on every bay and every tech with Shopware's Capacity Dashboard. Now, it makes it easy to see where you can squeeze in one more repair. Then get an overview of every business metric in your shop. Build your reports your way so the numbers that drive you jump out at you whenever you need them. Even if you add more shops to your operation, all the numbers end up consolidated by location or any way you want to slice and dice them. You're in control every step of the way, customizing as you go. Get a clear view. Get more profits. Get Shopware.com. 
As the trusted aftermarket brand for over 100 years, Delphi Technologies is by your side for every step of the repair process. The Delphi journey doesn't stop once the parts are ordered. Wherever your journey takes you, our quality parts gives you ease of mind when getting your customer's vehicle back on the road. Technicians know and trust Delphi as a quality brand. Each product undergoes rigorous testing to not only meet OE standards, but also enhance it in each opportunity. From 700 hours of spray testing on chassis components to fuel pumps tested for reliability up to 150,000 miles. And safety and reliability is paramount to help vehicles drive cleaner, better, and further throughout their lives. Delphi is also committed in developing products and services to prepare technicians for the future. Take advantage of how-to videos on YouTube, technician-led trainings, and our technical support line, and more. Turn to the aftermarket parts supplier with over 100 years of OEM trust and quality. Learn more about Delphi. Visit DelphiAftermarket.com. Let this episode be kind of a, a change point for you. There's so many younger people wanting to get into business, and there's a lot of younger opportunities in succession planning going on. And part of the goal of the podcast, you know, going from here forward, is to bring as many of these great, if you will, business acumen strategies on leadership to so many people in our younger audience. And I'm trying to inspire our many leaders that are successful, the top 10 or 20% to be in those networking groups and reach out and, you know, not only use the podcast and the teachings that we have with these very smart, wise people, but to, to put your hand up and say, you know what, this core value thing, I've got to do this. And one of the things that you mentioned, I know, Aaron, is about read the book Traction from Gino Wickman. That would be a great way in your company to get this thing going. Absolutely. And I encourage books to anybody out there that is okay. that is seeking that growth. But The Traction by you know Gino Wickman is a great book to start navigating uh, not only just the EOS, but your growth as a company, establishing mm -hmm. that leadership team. And I think if somebody was to say, what is what is the one of the three fundamental things that you should do as a company? And I would say, you know, read, you know, Gino Wickman's uh, traction book because there's just so much great information in there. Judy, you had, uh, we were just chatting about teamwork here just a bit ago. And I know you have a story to tell us about teamwork. We're a business of 26 employees, soon to be about 28. And we have three divisions, auto sales and service and quick loop. And what we found that they were, everybody was like their own little silo Auto sales would about service and, and so on back and forth. And Jeff and I just decided we've got to find some way to make us together. And one of them, that's why we put teamwork as number one. And we had a situation in our quick loop where a younger guy, a younger technician um, pulled a differential plug. He thought he actually pulled the pin for the reverse rail in, in one of the tranny. And what would happen, it was in a Jeep. And what would happen is if it fell down, if stuff fell down inside, it was a big mess. And so what we did is is right away he said, Hey, I made a mistake, went back to went to service, told them. Within about five seconds, I had three top technicians in the quick loop helping them out, making it, getting this thing put back to uh, pulled it, you know, they they grabbed it quick and grabbed the parts to get the right place so that they didn't have a tragedy. It became a um a teamwork. It was such a wonderful example of more experience coming and helping the lesser experienced, helping them through a really tough time. And we use that as an example so many days, we always talk about the Jeep story because everybody in the company knows it. It's kind of a basis. It just takes us back to that time 
time when when um, service didn't sit back there and laugh because the guy in Quick Loop didn't know what he was doing. They just went and helped him. And it's just it just goes so far with with the people love that. St- the, my people love that story. And we even tell that to new employees because that's how we want to work. Because in the long run, it, it was profitable to everybody when you talk at the end. But it's just it just made a wonderful story. And it was a I just went back to the two texts that two of the texts that went and I asked him to just give me a little more details of it because I said it's been so long since it happened and right away big smiles on their faces they were all excited because they knew exactly what I was talking about so it was kind of fun I love it the core culture story it's the legacy of the company and everyone's willing to tell it yeah. I love it I love it I, frankly Judy's storytelling in my opinion is a very large part of culture because, you know, when the owner starts out and says, I want to share with you my dream of why I started this business and why I care so much about you, our customers and our future, that's the story. That's the core story. And it makes such a difference to the people because they know that if something's not going the right way for them, they can come and talk to us about it. And we'll say, hey, okay, this is how much I can do, but you're going to have to come certain way too. It just makes a team. It's not really a family, but almost like a family. It just depends what you call a family. It just, it keeps us all together. It binds us together. Don't have to do stuff together off to off sides, but in work. Yes. Great stuff, Judy. Thank you. Let's talk about the core values are not created in one meeting. And Aaron, I think you were attempting to bring that up. Let's just kind of chat about that. You as a leader who knows it's time for core values We may have in the back of our mind what we think are three, four or five important core values. I would want to know what my people feel, you know, their mission, their job, why they are working here, what we do, why we do what we do, and then incubate. I guess the word, I use that word a lot by, it's kind of like I'm Italian, see, and when grandma would make the pot of sauce, you know, (laughs) it was better the next day. She'd take the whole thing in the refrigerator, right? She'd make it on a Saturday and we'd have it on Sunday. And we would always say, Grandma, Grandma, that is so, so good. What's your secret? It's got to sit, Carmi. It's got to sit. It's got to sit, yeah. So give us your experience about, you know, let's not rush to it. Let's collaborate. And some companies I have found will even hold, like, I think that they'll do it in sense of like a leadership meeting. And I love hearing how um, Carl Hutchinson was telling me not long ago, and he's, he's got a shop in uh, Springfield, Missouri. And he said that they did like a leadership summit where they went offsite together as the leadership team. I'm not saying great ideas don't cultivate themselves at the workplace because absolutely they do. But I think when it comes to this, getting away from the workplace and being away from the day-to-day activities Mm -hmm. and the distractions that can sometimes happen. And Mm -hmm. I think getting into that creative mode and in that creative environment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes these leadership teams will meet uh, multiple times over the course of multiple weeks to lay down what their ideas are. And then they, in the words of Carm there, is they would kind of let it incubate and then they would come back at a different time and then they would Mm -hmm. revisit it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you would find that two of them might mold into one or one of them actually gets X'd off the list and ones get added. But I think that's such an important part because by the time you finish that process, you truly have a, a very, very strong foundation rather than letting the activity happen all at once. And so I encourage everybody that to, to not just 
go right off the cuff, but take some time Mm -hmm. and lean on the leaders within your company to give important feedback as well. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is leadership team. It's not just one person. I think years ago, when my dad started the business, he was the bottom line. He was the beginning. He was the end. He just did everything. This is the way it'll be. And that because I said so. And I think it was that. And now we tend to have this team that works together. And one person might want to do it one way, but another one says, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And then after a while, and then you have your staff meetings as well that kind of does that. And it's just amazing what you, so much better when it's the group, they have such ownership in it because it's the group that has just made that decision to do things that way. And it just works so well compared to years ago when you just had one entrepreneur that said, this is the way it'll be. And that's it. I love the offsite thing, Aaron. Thank you for bringing that up. There's always an impression upon you when you're not at work and we're here to talk about work. <laughs> we're not at work talking about work. We're somewhere else talking about work. So it's almost like, in my opinion, and, and I've been through enough of these, it's kind of, you should be wanting to give more. There's no pressure because the sight and the sound of the business isn't getting in your way. It's not clouding you. All right? it's, it's kind of clean, no filters. You build a relaxed environment. If it's coffee, if it's, if it's breakfast, if it's dinner, whatever it is, build a relaxed environment. And I think the questions that you're asking uh, the team to uncover, to discover, is in a completely different light because it is off campus. I think when you set the purpose of what you're there for, and I think you could do more work in a lesser stretch of time, right, than you can if you were at work. Even if you were closed and you were at work, you're still at work. And it makes such a difference when you're not going to get bothered. You're not going to get bothered. I do a leadership team. Every quarter I do um, a one day out where we're away from the business. So we have an agenda of things we go through. And then we also do a two day once a year to just kind of look at your goals, where you've come from last year's goals to now, and then to look at the next goals for the next period or year, whatever it is. And it makes it, it makes a difference. In fact, we're headed into a two day and um, we're going to do some really fun things in the evening. Last year we did ax throwing. It was hilarious. I saw things in people's personalities I've never seen before. It was (laughs) so funny. And, And we still carry on it and tease that person of some things that, you know, some of the expressions on his face that we saw when he couldn't quite get it where he wanted it. <laughs> just the fun things like that that we never would have seen on the day basis. It makes it different. I love what you just said. You've seen things in people you would have norm- normally not seen in them at work in a different environment. Yeah. I love it. I hope we've done enough to impress upon you. But before we kind of sum this up, Aaron, would you share your core values? Absolutely. So, um, and of course, these are not like in, they're not in order of importance, right? So the thing about core values is there's not, okay, this one's number one and this one's number two. They are all equally our guiding principles of our company. Uh, and so our first one is is cultivating an exceptional customer experience. So everything that we do is about that customer experience. Number two is integrity. Uh, we will always do the right thing no matter what. Number three is continuous improvement. Always have a student mentality. And then number four is everybody must win. The individual, the company, and the customer. Now, in the case of Judy, where everything is, if you will, there's a, there's a word and there's a definition, like ethically abiding by the principles of right versus wrong, okay? And in your case, everybody wins uh, customer, person, company, uh, Aaron, I think that's exactly close to what you said. 
Are you both recommending that each single core value has it described? And would that be part of the teamwork? Listen, we've come up with these are our four or five core values. Now, let's really define three or four or five words that tell us what that means. Do we need the definition? I don't think you need it. For us, it just helped put it where it was. And it's kind of nice because if a customer walks up and reads them and they go, oh, yeah, okay, what does that mean? Well, oh, this is what it means. Okay, I get that. And it's kind of a clarification. It's not really, a de- I wouldn't say a definition, maybe. I like what Judy just said, Erin. The customer sees it. Why shouldn't the customer see this, right? The core values of the place they're coming to work for, they believe in integrity. And here's our definition of integrity. Judy's is honest and trustworthy in all we do. So not only are we doing that because it's our core value, the customer says, I'm expecting to have all kinds of integrity in this transaction. Absolutely. The core values are out front for people to see. They must be on some type of business card, some posters in the company to constantly remind us. Maybe they're in the uh, the lunchroom, you know, behind the counter. Where is the best, where should we be publishing our core values once we as a team have said, those are ours, let's rock with this. You said that every quarter you go over them, Aaron, and I, and I think in order for it to be ingrained if you will, the hardener into the body filler, boom, we have something solid here, is that you have to go over and over it again. Oh, absolutely. And and to answer your question, where do you put it? I think the answer is everywhere. Yeah. I think the answer is that your core values should absolutely be, you know, we use the term forward facing in your company. Because again, it goes back to the fundamental of what a core value is to us. And it's not what we do, it's who we are. And so I think it's important that every single customer or vendor or anybody that takes a step into our business, no matter what the condo, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they're doing there, sees and understands who we are, not just what we do. So I think on the branding, it should be on the business cards. It should, you know, the answer is yes, it should be in posters in the waiting room and it should be visible to the customers walking in because if it's truly who you are, then everybody should know who you are. And I can imagine it showing up on social media. Yeah, well, that's good. Absolutely. This is great. Uh, I love it. Judy, any final? The final is just, it's made a world difference for our business. It took it from an entrepreneur just telling everybody what to do to now we're suddenly running the company together. It's just such a freeing experience for an owner. And if you're not in it, I'm sure from the outside, it looks like, well, you left a lot of power go. No, I actually added, if I need power, I actually added power by allowing my team to run, help me run things. And when you have other people's opinions, it's like, oh, as an owner, it's like, oh, I never thought of that. Okay, let's take that into consideration. It's, it's amazing the extra ideas you get. Absolutely. Because you've allowed someone else to help you. I am shocked by what Judy just said. I've been, you know, 1100 plus episodes and I've never heard anyone ever say, you let that power go? And if you think about what Judy just said, that's a controlling leader, a person who has to be there from seven in the morning till seven at night. It can't go on vacation. It can't take a day off. And Judy says, oh, I gave him control, but I still have it because I lead that control. That's probably one of the biggest things to take away from this episode is that let the power go, put it in the hands of your people and lead them. So if you take care of them, they're going to take care of the customers. You cannot be in every position 
And in every moment of time, whatever's going on in the company, you cannot. You can if it's you and maybe a technician. And that kind of business model isn't going to survive. It's going to be really tough to compete and even make any money and have a financial future. It was big and powerful, Judy. I I love that. Thank you, Aaron. To your suggestion there, Judy's was so powerful that my closing statement was just to (laughs) recertify what Judy said. I think that, you know, we as, as shop owners are constantly trying to separate ourselves from having a job and owning a business. I think the most important thing that you can do to start that process to to all the shop owners out there that are listening to this and they, they are trying to navigate, how do I stop having a job and how do I start owning a business? Because Carmen and Judy, those are two separate things, right? Yeah. And that starts with, like Judy said, empowering your people. The word to me, it screams to me, the, the word delegate and elevate. How do we delegate and elevate? By giving our people the guiding principles in which you will make daily decisions based upon. You'll solve problems based upon. You will uh, make continuous improvements in the in direction of the company based upon. Then core values. Again, it's the foundation and it starts there. And you cannot begin to take any steps to owning a business away from having a job until you have core values. I love it. I am so happy uh, you guys could join us. Oh, by the way, thank you, because this was uh, this was an unplanned, you know, everybody thinks, well, Carm stuff runs so smoothly. I mean, he's on that. <laughs> he's on that schedule thing. Look, all these shows and all these people. And man, he must he must be planning months ahead. And the secret to this episode is that we lost an episode uh, today. And I called Aaron and Judy and they said yes. And I, I thought the heavens opened up. So thank you so much for coming uh, on board and doing this in such short, short notice. But believe you me, I think these are these are gems it was short we didn't overthink it we came in we just nailed it you guys nailed it and so i thank you so much and this is gonna be a one of those classic episodes judy zimmerman walter uh, from zimmerman's automotive tire pros mechanicsburg pa and aaron woods extra mile auto care stillwater oklahoma core values know them live them thanks a lot thank you thanks carl Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.